Hello, and welcome to Here's the Thing with Robbie and Jose, where we explore relationships through a male and female perspective. With me, as always, is the lovely Robbie. Hello, Jose. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> We're at the end. We are at the end. It's it's about time. Yeah. So <laughs> it's been a long time. Yes. It's I time feel like to, we've been talking about Love Is Blind for like I don't know how many months. It's time to sit or get off the pot or whatever the thing. <laughs> In this analogy, the sit down is the wedding part. But um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so we're at the weddings, right? Mm-hmm. The last one, episode 10. Left us with a cliffhanger. <sighs> yes, which, you know, I, I hate. I really do. <laughs> I get that if you do that on network television because you have to wait week for week. But mm-hmm. if you're doing it on something that you could binge watch, what's the point? You're going to keep on watching it. That's true. I didn't really think about it in that way. Unless they plan on farming it out to like another network or something. I, I don't understand Maybe they why. want people at the end of the episode to be like, ooh, like, you know, that that heightened sense of Well, they whatever. do, but that's what I'm saying. Like Netflix has found out that they, um, the model that they have where mm. you can binge watch it. Mm. Now the problem is they don't have enough content. Yeah. <laughs> so they're we constantly- We want more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what do they do? They put cliffhangers, which makes them want to keep on binge yeah. watching it. So- Who shot JR? Oh, wait, that was the end. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's like if you want us to keep on seeing it all the way through, then we can do that. But I'm just saying it's unnecessary. Cause it's just, <laughs> but anyways, um, well, it's it's harder on me because remember I was watching these episodes, yes. you know, before we did the recording or whatever. Yeah. So. so you did have to wait. I did. I did. And it, it used to tick me off because I was like, oh. <laughs> and because I wasn't, we weren't doing it week to week, I had to just figure out when I was going to watch it again. You know, like those shows um, where they have, it's almost like a cliffhanger after every show. Uh, um, remember when we were watching Bosch, Jose and I yeah. used to watch the TV show Bosch and it was kind of the same thing. So what I would do is when I was watching multiple episodes and it was getting late and I'm looking at the clock, I'm like, okay, I got to go to bed soon. Right. I would like watch halfway through one episode because yeah. I know it's like, okay, I can stop it here, but I can't wait till the end because then you're going to have the cliffhanger. cliffhangers. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's like 3am and I'm like, I I, you know, honestly, that. I've done that before too. Yeah. I thought that was just my strategy. Oh no! But then the only other problem with that is that when I do watch it again, I have to start it from the beginning. Oh, because I, if I don't remember, let's say there's a long period between when I watched it. So if it's been like two weeks, oh, and then I know I cut it off midway, I'm like, oh, what happened? Why would I'm you wait two weeks? I'm just saying things happen. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> life. Maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm out and about for whatever reason. If I but could, you don't think you would start it back up listen, and then it would jog your memory? The best thing in the world was COVID. <laughs> <laughs> for binge watching anyways. If you wanted to binge watch, COVID was the time to do it. It was yeah. amazing time. Like you just sat there and just, there was nothing else to do. Just mm. order DoorDash and watch <laughs> watch TV. Oh, I miss those days so much. <laughs> But what were you going to say? What, oh, yeah, sometimes it does jar it. But like if you get into it like mid-conversation, yeah. it's like what are they talking about? Is it Are they referencing or is this something new? Mm. Which is again why I'll, I'll start it from the beginning and then watch it all the way through. Then why why not just stop it then? Is it because the cliffhanger is so big you can't just right. because you're having to rewatch right. it again anyway. Yeah, because now I'm trying to fall asleep in that situation. If I'm trying to fall asleep and I'm thinking about the cliffhanger yeah. and then I'm like, oh, what happened? Like, <laughs> now I need to know what happened. So I don't want to do that. So midway is easier yeah. because I know I just need to, let's say, rewind it 20 minutes or whatever, yeah. 10 minutes. 
I'm fine. It'll it'll be. Yeah. Well, I usually don't have to wait two weeks before I pick it back up again, but it'd be like the next night or whatever. But yeah, I stop at the middle. I'm like, okay, I know there's not going to be a cliffhanger in the middle. These are tips and uh, psychological <laughs> hacks for people that like to watch television. I, I, I swear other people do it. There's yeah. no way that people I'm have sure. figured out how to do this. Right in, let us know. Do you stop in the middle <laughs> of the episode? <laughs> Or did you see it all the way through? Because that's, I've done that before too. Oh, me too. And it's like 8 a.m. and you watch yes, TV all night. I've, I've done that. And then I've also done it where, let's say I'm on the couch and I start falling asleep. I'm getting drowsy, uh-huh. but I don't want to stop it. So then I fall asleep. And then it, when I wake up again, like it's already gone like two or three episodes. I'm like, dang it. I yeah. missed it all. So now I got to go. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about it is when you wake up, you're seeing something and you have no reference because you right. were asleep for however long you were asleep. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. These are obviously first world <laughs> problems. Right. Other people have real problems. They're like, can you right, guys Like water please? and food, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and our problem is we don't get to binge watch everything that we want to watch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's okay, though. That's a good problem to have. Yeah. But anywho, yes. So there's a cliffhanger between uh, Nick and Danielle. And they ask Nick if you take this woman to be your bride or whatever. And it just pauses. Obviously, he says yes. What did you think he was going to say? I think he was going to say yes. It's been yeah. very clear that Nick is head over heels over her. And, yeah. And just just watching their interaction and all the stuff. And again, it's the editing. But everything that he's had to do to kind of prove his love for her, mm. I'm like, yeah, he he's not he's not going to put in all of that effort just to say I'm out. <laughs> or at least I don't think you will. But no, he said, he said yes. Yeah. And, they're, they're together. Yay. Yay. And then, so then it switches over to Shake and Dipti's um, wedding. Yeah. Now, let me just say, right, obviously they're, they're both uh, Indian, mm-hmm. right? Those weddings look fun. I thought the same <laughs> thing. I was like, dang, and they know how to party. Yes, yes. And, I, and I'll say this, her, her wedding dress and the way she looked was beautiful. just, just absolutely beautiful. Like you I, just, it makes you want to wear that, but you can't cause it's like cultural appropriation, but like it's, it, yeah. she looked amazing. The she, gown was, was beautiful. The gown, just the accessories, yeah. the, um, I don't know what, the bindi, there was some, yeah. She, and then the, yeah. Yeah. That thing, I'm not sure what it was, but it's a decorative. It looked like, like a headpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, everything, like yeah. everything. And even, even the guys. The suits that they wear, I'm not sure exactly what they're called, and I apologize for that, but they're sharp. They're yeah. sharp. I mean, Dipti's dad was looking sharp. He walked in there just looking smooth. <laughs> He's a little guy, but he was looking pretty smooth. I was like, all right, all right. They were all dressed in gold. Yeah. It was, uh, and, and they, even- They what, came down when they were all, you know, hey, yeah, hey, hey. Everybody was <laughs> yeah. dancing and stuff. Like the entire, it looked like the whole reception was just there. And I like, think it was all of his side because like her, the seats on her side were filled. His were? were empty. I think it was everyone on Shake's. I thought it was everybody. No. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that. When I looked at it, I just thought it was the entire whoever no, was No, I think attending. it's just because his side was totally empty and her side was full. Yeah. So may, that's a tradition, bad. I guess. Well, that's what I was about to say. I feel bad because I don't know if that actually is a tradition or like what the rules are. I'm sure it is. Around that. All right. But yeah, it was cool. It, it was, was like, pretty It was pretty awesome. I've yeah. never been to an Indian wedding before. I haven't either. Yeah. I haven't either. You know, and, and with all the weddings, whether it's this one or the other ones that we're going to discuss, 
there's always that nervous energy. Yeah. That man goes in. Yeah. It's the final moment. It's the final countdown. <laughs> yes, it is. It's time to, again, uh, sit or get off the pot, right? <laughs> uh, one or the other. And so, yeah, there's a lot of nervous energy. I remember when I was married, um, when I took the plunge, I was nervous. Mm. Not because I had any doubt or anything like that. It was just a big day in my life. And yeah. I was, what was I, 24? Yeah, I was 24 when we oh, got married. Oh, you're a wee one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and mind you, I don't get nervous very often. I mean, now um, I'm 46. I don't, it's very rare that I get nervous. Mm-hmm. I might get excited about things, but I don't get nervous. Yeah. Um, and some things bring me anxiety, but for the most part, um, it's weird, but I don't, I don't always, I'm not always aware that I'm anxious about something. Mm-hmm. It's just like my heartbeat and stuff will go up, but yeah. um, I feel perfectly calm. And of course, everybody was sweating. I think he was sweating a little bit too, right? So when, when mm-hmm. Shake went out there with the entire whatever, mm-hmm. and then they sat down, it was cool. And then after that, um, Dipti shows up and she's mm-hmm. walking down, like glowing. <laughs> I mean, you know, and don't get me wrong, all the brides looked very pretty and beautiful, but there was just something special about yeah. her a little just a little bit more you know I, I don't want to compare but yeah there was just something about the way she looked that it just I don't know and then maybe that's what it's intended maybe I, I don't, don't know. know like her like ensemble was more of like this it was a presentation the other ones it's it was just like the gown you know yeah, what I mean like yeah. it just a little yeah. too much but dipped you is just this yeah. the whole package yeah. beautiful they know how to do weddings man that's for sure so <laughs> if I could that's what I'm saying here like, like you said if I could do a, an Indian wedding, I'd do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Mexican weddings, they do good too. Don't yeah. <laughs> it's I usually a lot of alcohol. I mean, uh, maybe that's part of I mean, like I said, it's, it, it, it looks magnificent. Yeah. I've only seen it. So I've seen a movie um, called The uh, uh, Best Marigold Hotel. I don't know if you've ever seen I it. Have, I didn't see it, but yeah. I know what you're talking they about. Made, they made two. In the second one, there is a wedding. Mm. And so one of the things, at least in the movie, mind you, because uh, they were getting married in India, they do it like a dance routine. So oh. the husband and wife, they do a dance routine, kind of like the Bollywood thing. Oh, right? yeah. So they do that and it's all part of the celebration, which to me just makes complete sense, right? Because that's right. what you're, it's a celebration. Yeah. I would imagine you would also get rid of some of that nervous energy by mm-hmm. dancing. Maybe that's what the other intention was. Yeah. You know, like, okay, let's let's get it out, right? And sometimes the wedding part, like a traditional wedding can be pretty boring. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 like, no they, we they are. Like, <laughs> they are like, hurry up. Yes, you love each other. <laughs> Say, I do. Let's do this. Yeah. And, and um, so I went to a wedding uh, recently. Uh, and when I say recently, uh, it's been about a month. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so the guy is very confident in everything, but I could tell during the wedding day that he was a bit nervous and yeah. he had a little bit of nervous energy about him. But under normal circumstances, he's, he's very confident, you yeah. know, he doesn't get rattled very easy. That's understandable. It, like I said, it is a big day. It's a big. There's a lot of, But But here, know. and here's the thing, and I don't know why, um, again, I didn't have this conversation, right? When I got married, I, it wasn't, it was the furthest thing from my mind, but it seems like both the male and the females or, you know, the, whether it's dip tea and shake or, uh, Shane and, and Natalie or whatever, they seem to be contemplating whether or not they want to even go through with it. Yeah. It's like they're, whatever the last minute, uh, reservations or trepidations yeah. that they have they're that's what they're talking about. They're right. vocalizing it. Um, I didn't have that. <laughs> You know, now I wonder, I don't know if my, uh, now she's my ex-wife, I don't know if she was having the same 
you know, trepidation. Like, mm. you know, do I really want to do this? I don't know. I think, I think because she she was younger, right? So I was 24. I think she was either 21 or 22 at the time when we got married. Obviously, these guys are a little older. Yeah. I can't remember what their ages are, but I they're in their they're 30s. Like low 30s, yeah. yeah. So maybe that's what it is. They just can't get out of their head and they're just thinking about it. But, you know, again, Shake is still kind of going through that with his friends and he's uh. talking and whatnot. And she kind of is too, whatever. So they get up to the altar and they start going through the motions, right? And this is what I, and I don't know if this is a thing because I don't remember if I did it, but they sometimes have like a little speech. Mm-hmm. It's not the vowels, right? Mm-hmm. It's more of like they they just say something. It's almost like <laughs> when they before. write their own vowels, like they usually like because the last wedding I went to, I think they wrote their own vowels, but they still did after that the traditional vowels, like where the yeah. you know pastor says and you repeat and that all. But thing. see, that's what I'm saying. They're not saying vowels. No, I know, but I'm sure the show is like you have to say some things. Yeah, <laughs> like you well, can't just be I'm like, nope. I they. wonder if that's just something new. That's if that's a nuance in mm. today's um, culture that they give these little mini speeches before because because that those those whatever they're saying mm-hmm. they're just expressing their feelings right they hadn't got to the vows right. yet they're Actually, just they declaring how they feel kind of well <laughs> <laughs> yes yes they kind of almost they're declaring and they're kind of just expressing how they got to this point how they're feeling whatever mm-hmm. cuz Obviously, um, they ask Dipti, you know, whether or not she wants to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, marry Shake. And she goes to this little speech and then she says, no. I I think I started <laughs> laughing because I was so proud of Dipti. Well, she says, and I quote, I choose myself. Yes. Which, which is actually right, right? Because yes. she doesn't choose you. I'm gonna choose myself, and I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away. I would have been disappointed in Dipti if she said yes. <laughs> like I really would have been like, "Girl, what are you talking about?" You know, it was a. Um, and again, I'm trying not to be hard on Shake, right? Because <laughs> don't get me wrong, he does a lot of things that I think are inappropriate, and maybe the way he's delivering things are very inappropriate, but. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I still kind of felt a little bad for the guy. Slightly. Yeah, slightly. it's a little embarrassing. And he did the thing that I feel like a lot of women have experienced this like in the in the club. Like when a guy <laughs> tries to dance with you and you say no thank you, he said, Well, I don't want to dance with you anyway. Cause the mm-hmm. shake immediately yeah, went to yeah. Hey, it's a party. Yeah, it's all it's a, good. I was gonna say no anyway. Yes. Like, okay. He was it he was it was awkward. He was yes. trying to he made Change it even it more awkward by trying to he pretend. Did. He did. He did. He's like, I got reservations for somewhere on Sunday night or whatever. And I was well, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to go to work till Monday or whatever. Party. He's, whatever yeah, silly like, thing okay. he said. Yeah. And see that, I think, but that says a lot of how he handles things. Yeah. Right. Because there's, there's many, then there's not a right way or a wrong way to handle that situation. Because I was going to actually ask you, what is protocol? Right. And we can get into that because, <laughs> but I don't know what protocol is. I know I wouldn't have handled it that way. There has to be, I think, again, everybody handles it differently. And for me, I would just, uh, I would want to do it a little classier, if you will. <laughs> but but he was just like, hey, let's have a party. Um, it's okay. And even then when they were interviewing him, he was just like, well, you know, truth be told, I had reservations yeah. about it too. Which again, just seems very... 
I didn't want to dance with you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) They left you at the altar. Sorry. Um, Now, here's the thing, and this is the aspect uh, with all of, you know, whenever it happens, right? I don't know how, like, the parents are supposed to feel about that. Shake's parents or Dipti's parents? Any parent, because they came there for a wedding and now it's not happening. I know, but you have to think about in this experiment. So, like, Dipti's mother was obviously very proud of her daughter, right? But... Well, I guess Shake's mom was kind of more on Dipti's side, so maybe that'd be... But I think that the the person who was jilted or whatever, mm-hmm. their parents probably are mad at mm-hmm. the person. Because well, it's like, well... Yeah. You know. Well, and then that's the other question that I, I want to know, but I don't want to know, <laughs> is whether or not the parents knew, right? Because did Dipti make that decision right at that moment? Or did she already know going into it that that's what she was going to say and like talk to her mom? I think about she it. already knew, and here's why: because even before they went down the aisle, she seemed very happy. Like she knew <laughs> she was going to burn that it pool. Had nothing to do with her wedding day. <laughs> yeah, I think she knew. She was like, "I'm going to burn them good, and I'm going to tell everybody my truth." I hope not. I, I don't know. She seemed case. she seemed really happy. I mean, I, she did seem very happy, <laughs> but you know, I don't. I, you know, and and yeah, because yeah, I'm not mad at her. I get. I, it. I'm not. I'm not either. Again, I would have married her. Just I was like, hey, somebody's getting married. I didn't come here for nothing. But no, I mean, you know, you never know. And obviously, I think, uh, and I don't know her that well, but you know, just my observation. Seems like she made the right choice. Uh, yes, she did. <laughs> you never know. Shay could have been a fantastic husband and maybe you will make a fantastic husband someday. Who knows? I don't know. And I don't remember exactly what she said, but she said something to the effect of Shake never made me feel like I was like his person or whatever she said. Basically, he never made her feel like that. Yeah. He was just like, you're my best friend. You remind me of my aunt. <laughs> Like there wasn't really anything. He wasn't putting her her on the pedestal that she should have been. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard being on a pedestal though. I know, but I'm just saying in this experiment, it's a short amount of time. It's not that hard to put him on a pedestal for three weeks. (laughs) 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 Get him on up there. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not. uh, (laughs) But, you know, ironically enough, and I I started reading a book just completely, totally different uh, or listening to a book. Yeah, Jose, you don't read. That's right, I don't read, but I'll listen to the (laughs) heck out of a book. I'll tell you that right there, and I'll re-listen to it if I really like it. But uh, Love in the Time of Cholera, I heard Mm. that book is... um, it's very, you know, it's it's about romance and a whole bunch of other stuff. So hmm. anyways, as soon as I, I'm interested to see that. But when you said the pedestal thing, because yeah. I've, I've heard that it's very lopsided in, that, in yeah. that tale of, you know, he puts her up in a pedestal. That's hard. It's, it's very hard to put somebody up in a pedestal because... Yeah. Well, maybe the pedestal isn't the right word, but I just... But special. And yeah, the, throughout the, the show, the I didn't only one really sure. see him really... Being that. They went out to sushi in the last episode. <laughs> Does that not count? What else do you want? Jeez. Well, that was uh, some Never bad advice enough. from Shane that he was trying to play out. But yeah, I don't think he ever really made her feel like I am about you and I am a hundred. I am excited to marry. Look, he's you. not Sal singing with a little ukulele and yeah. making songs up and you know cooking dinner and stuff. <laughs> I'll give you that. He's not that. But I don't know. You know, people show their affection differently and so you know but you're right i mean it was nothing 
at least the way that was edited that that showed any indication that he was doing anything extra to try to win her right over he just kind of felt like yeah if anything, he just kept on complaining that he wasn't sure if he wanted to get married. Yeah, that's all not. he did, it seems like, was just complain about why she's not the one yeah. to everybody. But, uh, but you know what? She got all dressed up. She looked absolutely amazing. Yeah. So I guess for the next guy, the right guy, he knows what to expect there. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so then we move over to uh, Shane and Natalie. Mm. And right off the bat... I think they start talking about the fact that they had a they had a fight the night before. Yeah. Right. So it's it's almost like between the bachelor party and I guess he had the bachelor party the night before. Yeah, that was the night before. Okay. Because I had a theory about so last time we had talked about them playing baseball. Yeah. And how Shane couldn't hit the ball and everything, and he was really really upset, almost too upset about that. But that was the night that they had mm-hmm. this fight. Yeah. And he had been drinking, and I'm just thinking like is the fact that he was so embarrassed by that kind of fueled him already. He was already... He was he was hot. He, yeah. was, he was obviously, whatever he said, affected Natalie in all kinds of ways. Yeah. Because she was not feeling it. Yeah. And God only knows what kind of... A, it's never a good idea to argue when you're drunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have told you before. <laughs> But, you know, in the way, because I think I think the way that she described it, she said something along the lines of, um, it's something she said that triggered him. And after that, he lost it. Now, again, mind you, there's two sides to every story. Right. So we don't know, right? But I do know that, you know, right before, the, the night before, it's, it's uh, there's a lot of things going through your mind. Right. And, and I don't know if on, on the show they did all the preparations, but that's usually, I can tell you when I was getting married, mm. Um, I probably didn't help out as much as I should have, right? Because it was out of state, so I, I really couldn't. But there was a lot of things that go on within weddings that you worry right. about. The cake or the wedding dress, the bridesmaids, the is everybody seated? Do we have enough? Did we get the right this? Did we get... The, I mean, it's just a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And most of the time, it's it's uh, unfortunately put on the bride. But but nevertheless, there's a lot, not, not the least of which you're also thinking about. Because they're all doing the same thing. It's like it's forever. Yeah. It's forever. It's for which is really the way they should be thinking about it, right? I'm not saying that they shouldn't be thinking that way, but I think they're overwhelming themselves. Yeah. When they keep on saying it's forever, it's forever. It's forever. <laughs> yeah, we get it. The stop, stop saying it's forever, but yeah. Um but anyways, so um everybody's there. Natalie's parents are there. Uh, Shane's mom is there. I think his brothers or whatever getting dressed. So the wedding itself is pretty straightforward, right? Mm-hmm. So as far as the the, the ceremony, mm-hmm. they're going down there. It's really it's boring. Cool. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> compared just, to I mean, shaking yeah, the yeah. They started out like <laughs> yeah. it was hard to follow that act, <laughs> right. right? But um, <clears throat> so they get in there and stuff, and uh, same situation. He goes, "Okay, you know, um, you know, do you take this person to be your husband or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever?" And they ask Natalie first, and then. So Natalie goes in this speech again <laughs> about whatever, about how much she loves and cares for him and then uh, turns around and says, nope, I cannot. Yeah. And then I looked at Shane's face and I'm just like, almost immediately I started thinking to myself, he's going to have all kinds of psychological trauma on this. Yeah. I it really almost, did honestly feel bad for him. It looked like, I don't know why I felt this, but it looked like he immediately was about to go into defense mode, like ready to turn it on her. 
It yeah. just felt like that, which we saw that afterwards they cut to, they kind of go and talk to each other. Yeah. And it kind of seemed like he was trying to pivot. It, it, it does. Here's the thing about Shane. When he gets uncomfortable as an observation, his eyes go like this. Mm. Like whenever he's on set, he's like, <laughs> like, I, what are you looking at? <laughs> Shane, what's wrong? Because <laughs> like his eyes just, well, I've never seen anything like it before. But every time he's nervous yeah. or he doesn't, he just. <laughs> just you guys walk. could see Jose right now. I mean. <laughs> And, and his, his eyes, <laughs> his eyes widen, and mm-hmm. then he looks away almost immediately, typically down. Yeah, and he does this every single time that he hears something that he doesn't like, or he has nervous energy, yeah. or he's uncomfortable. And that's the other part. Uh, Shane seems to get uncomfortable really, really fast. Yeah, really, really easy. Do you think it's because well, I don't know what his life is, but do you think that that he has it maybe too easy in his life where? He doesn't, he still hasn't figured out how to cope with conflict because like you said, I mean, he's a good looking guy. He sells, he's in real estate, like mm-hmm. he's probably successful. You know what I mean? He has all these things that it probably doesn't happen very often where he gets rejected or. Yeah, well, yeah, the rejection, he, he struggles with that quite a bit. Yeah. No, I just, it's different, right? And I don't like to compare people. I, I really don't. But just as a, as an observation, for instance, Right. Uh, Sal, when he gets in uncomfortable situations, he doesn't freak out. Yeah. He gets upset. Don't get me wrong, but he seems to be able to stay calm, cool, yes. and collective. Very right? calm. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't freak out. He doesn't, his eyes don't widen up like saucers. <laughs> um, you know, he just, he just handles it differently. Mm-hmm. And Shane, you can almost tell almost immediately when something, like when he struck out during the bachelor party, right? Uh-huh. He was like throwing the bat around and yeah. stuff like that. If Sal would have struck out, I would imagine that he would have just been like, eh, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, he probably would have laughed and been <laughs> yeah. like, well, I've yeah, never just, played, it's fine. And he would have probably handed the bat back to them instead yeah. of chunking it right in the air because you just, you yeah. wouldn't do it. And again, I'm not saying that the way you handle things is there's a right way and a wrong way, but it's just very evident. As soon as he's, something's wrong, you know it almost yeah. immediately. So well, it's the same thing you do when you start a new relationship with someone. Let's say that before you first fight, before all of that, let's say something else happens right? and they react maybe like Shane did, you know, that's foreshadowing. <laughs> you well, know that like, let's say that you were dating a girl and you did take her to the batting cages and let's say she had an episode like Shane did, you would know like our first fight, you're probably going to yeah, yeah. If if somebody were to react like that, and I've I've done that. I've been in relationships, and you know, at the beginning during the honeymoon stage, it's wonderful and it's fantastic. <laughs> but that's why they say you're supposed to um, do things with your partner yeah. that are challenging, right? Like let's say like rafting or or something where it requires you to cooperate with one another, yeah. Because that's going to tell you that's a better indicator mm-hmm. than just whether or not you feel butterflies in your stomach. Right. You go to the movies and everything's fine. <laughs> right, right. There's no there's no there's no challenge there, but if you're right. like again, let's say you're doing an activity or it's a uh, some sort of sporting event or whatever mm-hmm. where it requires you to do teamwork, you'll find out really fast. Well, it's the same thing if there's like a tragedy, let's say you meet someone, yeah. you know, it's going to bond you. You're going to have that it's totally different, you know, yeah. you know it, or even during COVID, let's say that there was two people that got together right before it hit. Yeah. And or maybe just moved in or something like that. Yeah. And then you're you're dealing with this really difficult time together. Mm-hmm. 
it could, well, I guess it could work both ways, but like it could bring you totally closer together. And like we survived this or when, you know, we, we live in Texas. So we had Snowvid. When was that? 2021. <laughs> and the like whole that. state was like in a state of emergency. But like, you know, if you were huddled in the dark, you had no electricity, you're freezing, you're having to yeah. go to the bathroom in the backyard, like, yeah. you know, that's going to bond you. Look, and, and here's the thing, right? It's it's a, it's a stress test, if you will, mm. a fire drill, if you will, right? You almost do have to test your relationship to a certain point because it's really easy um, to be in a loving relationship when everything is going well for you, right? right. You both have <laughs> wonderful careers. Uh, everything's <laughs> paid up. Everybody's alive. Nobody's Nobody has any, you know, chronic illness. It's easy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, it's the most wonderful time in the world. Like, what are you talking about? Marriage is easy. But the moment that there's a tragedy or unexpected events that come up, that's when you get tested, right? And right. if you don't have a stress test before then, you might not know how they'll react. Right. Because especially like, let's say a death, an unexpected death, or even, you know, something that you might see coming, it'll either bring you all together or it's going to drive you apart. Yeah. Because you'll either be fighting and arguing. And this is not just, you know, uh, couples. But just everybody in the family. Yeah. Like it really tests you. And at that point, it's when you have to be the strongest, right? Because it's like whatever dirty dirty or uh, grievances that you had, let's say, they don't mean anything. At this point, this is not the time to go through right. that. So, and, and it's hard because your emotions are high mm-hmm. and you're trying to get through it together. But, you know, you just don't have that. And I think arguments are kind of a stress test. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with like, and I'm not saying that just because you date for long periods of time before you get married, it means it's going to work. Yeah. But the people who get married really fast before you have any of that, because there's going to be things, job's going to be hard. You may lose a parent or whatever. Your job, yeah. Right. Exactly. But if you don't have any of those things and it's like, I love you. And three months later we're married. You better be careful because when that first thing does happen. Yeah. And you now you're married. You can't get out as easily. <laughs> no, you cannot. Not not unscathed anyways, that's for sure. It's gonna it's gonna cost a grip. But you know, with that, uh the other part, and this was interesting, I found this to be super duper interesting. So Natalie says something along the lines of she started comparing Shane to her dad, Mm. which I thought was a little bit, um, I had mixed feelings. So let's just, let's just start out by saying she compared him to her dad and saying that her daughter, her dad always made her feel safe and Mm -hmm. secure and like she was number one and a priority in his life. Now, I don't know how I feel about that. It is hard because in the previous episodes, we saw Natalie's relationship with her father and he's obviously very loving. Yeah. And looks like a great guy, by the way. Yeah. But when you're comparing it to the tippy top, it's hard. How are you going to be as great, you know? Well, and and here's my only, if I'm playing devil's advocate, which I love to do. (laughs) But if, uh, if a man said that, if a man said... I'm not marrying this woman because she doesn't treat me like my mom put me up on a pedestal and love me and all that. How much of a backlash would he get if they were to say that? Because the woman would be like, I'm not your mother. I'm not going to treat you like my mother. You shouldn't expect that from me because I'm not your mother. Yes, but with Natalie's situation, I can understand because 
and she did reveal when they were talking that he said something to the effect of, I hate you and you're the worst thing that's ever happened to me. So if he, if he hadn't said something- with <laughs> the context? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean like- Sorry, I, I, I laugh but that's- uh, I don't think she was comparing him before that. I think that that was such a huge thing mm. that she's like, this guy doesn't, he doesn't really care for me. Yeah. And so I don't think that she was comparing Shane to her dad prior to that. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but again, just making that comparison, that's going to be hard Yeah, because your father is your father. And maybe, maybe that's the way it should be, right? Because in one of the other ones that we're going to talk about when they give him away, I think it was Ayana and Jared, um, you know, the father is like, who gives this, this woman to this man or whatever, mm -hmm. however the, the saying goes. And it's usually the father and he's like, I'm the father. And then he even says, you better take care of her. So I don't know if that's the implication in that ceremony, right? To say, okay... She was under my wing. She has my name now. She's about to be under yours. She's about to take your name. You better take care of her the same way. But isn't comparing the guy to the dad the same as like comparing them to an ex? <laughs> what if like the ex before treated her really well and she's like, well, you're not like my ex. You're not as well, good as my... That's what I'm saying. It's hard. Right. Because that's what I'm saying. That if, if if a guy were to say, hey, I want you to treat me the same way that my mom treated right. me. You can't. Everybody'd be like, no, I'm sorry. Right. Because, because here's the thing. Your mom's going to love you unconditionally. Right. Your mom's just going to love you. <laughs> There's not nothing the that you can do. And the thing about it is you can even be treat your mother badly. I'm not saying you, you should. You kill someone. She'll still visit well, you in that's jail. That's what I'm saying. But like, let's say you neglect your mom. You don't go visit her. You don't do this. You don't yeah. do that. She's still going to love you. I don't no think matter it's what, fair to compare you. anyone to anyone. You can talk about like the morals. If you want to marry someone that has the same core morals as yeah. your parent, cool. Yeah. But to say like, yeah, I want to marry someone who, that's mm -hmm. not fair. It was it was rough because I was like, oh, good luck with that. Yeah. You know, maybe there is a guy like out there, but I mean. And Shane and her dad couldn't be any more opposite no, of each other. New, new, new. Now, I will say this, and then back to the whether or not she knew, I remember... Because, you know, sometimes I watch the show twice. The uh -huh. first time I like to watch it just to for pleasure and mm -hmm. just enjoying everything. And like, <gasps> second time for yeah. research. Yeah, the second time I got to <laughs> make my notes so that we could talk about it. But I was looking at it and the second time I watched it, I saw Natalie's mom and she gave Shane's mom a look. She wasn't happy. And mm -hmm. I thought to myself... She knew. She knows. Yeah. She's not smiling. She had a skull on her she face. She did. And I was like, your daughter's about to get married or is she not? <laughs> She's probably pretty pissed off at Shane. I mean, something. I don't know. But she had a look on her face. She was the only one in that room that didn't look happy at all. Mm. Like she, she was, she just looked like I do not want to be here. Yeah. Cause Shane's mom looked shocked, which means that he did not admit to his mother what he said the night before. Well, no, he did. Shane. He's not going to. Shane. Well, oh gosh, <laughs> here's the thing about Shane, right? And I'm not saying this is good, bad or, or whatever. Um, he does seem to, again, just think, worry too much what people think about him. Yeah. But I think I will say this, right? And I don't, I don't mean to critique him. I think it's for the right reasons. In other words, I think he wants to be better. I think there's some things that he would, he wish he could do better and that he's trying to improve on. And I think maybe that's the drive mm. by it, you know, the, of, of caring. Because I've done that too, you know, especially with my friends. If I, if I'm doing something or if I'm acting a certain way, I might ask you, hey, what do you think? You know, like 
Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Am I right? You know, but I usually only do that with people that I trust and admire and like respect. Mm-hmm. I don't really in general care about the, the everybody else because what they think about me is not really that important because most of them I'm not ever going to see. Yeah. But my friends and family, I want you guys to correct me if I'm doing, if I'm misbehaving or I'm doing something wrong, I need you to give me that feedback. Right. <laughs> Which by the way, you should <laughs> write in. <laughs> Here's the thing.com. I mean, here's the thing, 214 at gmail.com. But no, I mean, seriously, that's the only way you get better is you have to you have to get some feedback. And yeah. the faster you get feedback, the faster you can correct that behavior. So do you think no one in Shane's life is telling him, bro? I think the people that care about him probably do not because it is very difficult. Yeah. Right? He takes it to heart. You can tell as soon as something happens, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. You know when that dude's happy and you know when he's sad, you know when he's upset. Yeah. Like there's no hiding it with that guy. Yeah. Like you see it almost immediately where what somebody like, let's say, uh, Sal, which mm. <laughs> is way more dangerous, <laughs> he seems to be able to mask it, right? Or at least process it internally without mm-hmm. without uh, showing it to the rest of the world. Yeah. And then he'll usually come back and say, because he's done that with uh, Mallory a couple of times, mm-hmm. when... He thought that the, you know, they had the conversation and then he, Mallory thought it was over and done with. And then he comes back and he's like, no, I got a little bit yeah. more that I need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. But the nice thing about him is that he picks and chooses when it is battles. Right. So he'll, uh, instead of in the moment, it's almost like he processes a little bit and gets his thoughts together. Mm-hmm. And then when he has that conversation with them, he has all his, let's say, talking points and things that he wants to get out. Yeah which is a magnificent way of doing it rather than, cause I, I get Shane cause Shane was saying that I felt that way at the time, but then he was like, I don't feel like that all the time, mm-hmm. but I felt that way at the time. And that's what got him in trouble. Cause there's many times when <laughs> your parents know this, your kids do something and you just want to strangle them and you want to <laughs> curse them out and say, how cuckoo are you? But you don't, mm-hmm. you have to control yourself and be like, okay, take a breather. Yeah. And then because if you don't, you're going to say something that you don't mean. Right. Because it is driven by emotion. And it's better to just hang loose for a little bit, just wait, process it, and then come back when you can speak intelligently or at least more calmly about it. But but yeah, I think Natalie's mom knew. If I had to bet money, I would say that she <laughs> knew what was going to what was going to go down. Mm-hmm. So um, now the, the the part that I didn't understand, and this was this took a tremendous amount of balls. <laughs> Sorry, there's no other way to say it. After she told him no, and then he goes away, and then she goes out and starts talking to him and says, you know, maybe we can continue this. <laughs> and I just thought, what? You just you just told him no at the altar at like five minutes ago, and now you're out there saying maybe we can keep trying? How does that work? Can you imagine if I left... <laughs> a woman on the altar and I was like, I'm sorry, I can't marry you. And then turn around five minutes later, but I still want to keep doing in this In real with you. life, no. In this experiment mm. where they only have a few weeks, I understand what she's saying. She's saying she still... <laughs> she care- doesn't want to buy the cow. She wants to... She, wants to, she, wants to. <laughs> she cares about Shane, but they need more time to date. It's too fast. Mm. It's really fast. Do you think... Let me ask you this. Do you think that you know, like how much time do you need before you know? 
like no no that this is the person what is what would be let's say for you for instance what okay. would be a good time to know or you know does it depend on the person does it depend on you have to see more or you need to see different I would scenarios? need to see those bad times that's what I would need to see because mm. I need to know how they process bad things mm. or how we process it as a couple does it make us stronger? Does it make us weaker? Those are the things. Because, I mean, like we said before, it's like, yeah, you can have fun all day long and go out and, and have dinner yeah. and whatever. But until you see some ugliness, how do you know? Yeah. But see, that's the thing. If you don't see enough ugliness, right? Let's say you've been dating a year and maybe one bad thing happened. Uh -huh. That still wouldn't be enough. Because the thing about it is if you see it more and more mm -hmm. and then you see how they react to it. Because let's let's just say for the sake of argument, right? Let's say you're dating somebody and all of a sudden it's for the whole year things have been good. Uh -huh. And then all of a sudden something bad happens, right? Uh -huh. Whatever that is. And then he acts really, really crappy. Uh -huh. But I know women and they typically would be like, well, is this the one time? And it's like, yeah, but that's an important time, right? Because I'll, I'll put it to you this way. They did an experiment about friendship. And when you're on top, everybody wants to be a friend. Rappers talk about it all the time. <laughs> fake friends and fake friends Started and fake friends. Yeah. And all of them talk about it, right? And it's like my day one and all this. And I get it because they're saying like, yeah, I'm on top. So everybody wants to be my friend. Right. Quote unquote, right? But it's like, and that's why they get upset because they're like, when I was out there hustling, trying to make it, nobody would give me the time of day. Mm. Nobody was helping me. I didn't have any friends then. But of course, now that I'm rich and famous, I got them all over the place. And so for people like that, especially if they made it, you're never going to know now. So well, it's like the same done. thing with friendships, though, because if you make a new friend and let's say you're friends for however long and then they start going through some bad things. Right. And you're having to be there for them. And but let's say it keeps and then you're just more of like someone to console them. Yeah. It's the same thing. How long do you have to be friends before you'll stick around till forever? Or is it like, let's say if you met someone and you were friends for two months and then they started going through a bunch of stuff and it was really taxing on you, yeah. you may be like, well, we've only been friends for two months, so I'm sorry that you're dealing with this, but I got to go. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> Wow. I'm just saying, but isn't that the same thing? Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. So yeah. like when you're friends with someone, you start going through bad things, you're going to most of the time I would say it would bring you closer. Like we got through this, yeah. maybe you and your friend have a fight or they're going through something and you're there for them and they're so appreciative and then they return the favor. Yeah. When you go through something, you're going to have more love, more respect. I think I think in the experiment what they did was they had the list of friends for that person uh -huh. and they made them call them like at three o'clock in oh, the morning. Oh, right, who would come pick you up. Yeah, or and they're like, hey, I'm in jail, I need 300 bucks. Or not in jail, but something like, I need 300 bucks and I need you to pick me up like right now. And then there were some people that were like, man, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Call somebody There's else. some friends I probably wouldn't do that <laughs> it's, for. It's, it's some other ones were like, yeah, where are you at? I'll go pick you up. And then yeah. it's like, psych. <laughs> you passed the test, I'm gonna buddy. I'm going to try it on you, you one night. You passed the test. <laughs> I'm going to call you at three in the morning. Just make sure I'm awake because, man, I'll get up, but it's going to take me a minute. It's like, what did she get herself into now? $300, what is she, gambling or what? What is she? Oh, goodness gracious. But uh, but yeah, and then, you know, just lastly on when it came to Natalie and, and uh, Shane, she did, and I quote, say something that really made me think. Mm. But she said, love could only go so far. 
Why is that funny? <laughs> because I just... <sighs> and don't get me wrong, because we could do like 20 hours to try to explain what love is, right? <laughs> I think there's different versions of love. I think mm-hmm. there are things that they mistake and that they mistake for love. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it is. What I do know is there's certain versions of love mm-hmm. transcend even death. And mm-hmm. I'm not a big hokey person or whatever, but you can still love somebody even after they're dead, right? Mm-hmm. Which is somewhat illogical because they're not there anymore. Right. Like in some people, they'll never marry anybody else because they were in love with that one person and that was their only one. And yeah. they're perfectly content from there on in living the rest of their lives by by themselves because that was their only love, right? So it's it's, they have no obligation to them anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's how powerful love is. And even at that point, I've been angry and I mean furious at times and it was love that brought me back Mm -hmm. to that calm place to the point where I didn't do anything stupid Mm -hmm. where I didn't so it's a powerful thing as far as I'm concerned now again depends on what you mean by love (laughs) Mm -hmm. because if you're saying that now maybe what she meant by that was even though I love him he's not good for me yeah that I would understand because in, in that case the love for herself is trumping her love for another human being, which is really the only way you can do that. Yeah. Because if you love somebody else more than you love yourself, I know, you you know, you know, and people say that, oh, it's about my kids and, and, and I get all that. But, and, and I always say this, right? If you don't take care of yourself, if you don't have self-love, you're not going to be any good to anybody, right. not even your kids. If you're miserable because you're, everything that you do is for somebody else, you're, it's just not going to be, it's not going to work out well for you. You have to love, which is why Dipti's answer was so much more resounding after I mm-hmm. heard that because she was like, I choose myself. Yeah. And in reality, everybody should be choosing themselves. Right. You're just choosing to share your life with this other person. Right. Knowing that they also love themselves and you. Because you, And I know that sounds cheesy, but you can't love anybody else until you love yourself first. Yeah. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> you have to do it. You just absolutely have to do it. So anyways, when she said that, it just made me think for a little bit like, hmm, I wonder exactly what she meant, but that's that's what she said. I think that I'm not saying Shane is a bad person, but I think she knows that. He's a bad person. I'm (laughs) sorry. (laughs) You set that up. You were too long of a pause. I'm sorry. Sorry, I just like, say it, say it, say it. No, I'm kidding. I I think that she knew he was toxic for her. Mm. There was a lot of toxic type relationship stuff that he was doing already that he just needs to grow. He has some things he needs to work through. Yeah, and and maybe they just weren't a good fit for one another. Honestly, I think, yeah, I I didn't see it. I couldn't see it even from the get-go. Him and Shayna? Yes. Shane and Shayna, I think... Shane and Shayna would be a train wreck. It's a slow-moving train wreck, but you know it's going to wreck. <laughs> just, like there's no long-term? Oh, man. I would bet against it. I would, mm. If I had to bet my house, I would say those two, there's no way that they would, that they would be able to, to maintain a long-term. And I hate to be that way, but just based on their personalities, yeah. they, 
I think they're perfect for each other. <laughs> Boyfriend, girlfriend, yes. I think they'd be fantastic. But marriage, I don't know. Just just being married before, I know what it's like. And it's, goodness gracious. But anyways, um, so then we go over to Sal and Mallory. Mm. Um, and of course, they're both sharing their feelings mm-hmm. and, you know, they're... Uh, they're all, you know, they get asked this question. I don't know why. I think they, one of Mallory's friends asked her something like, no, I think it was her sister, that one lady, I can't remember her name is, mm-hmm. when they went out to dinner. Yeah. Anyways, she says something like, do you see, can you see yourself long-term with him? Mm-hmm. And she was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Something like that, but it's just like, and you know, we talked about this in the last one about imagination in the future and imagining your future. And I think if you're not careful, you, that's a dangerous proposition, yeah. right? Because when you start imagining the future and you paint this picture, it can be and it can become as real as this table mm-hmm. that we're talking on. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. Your mind can't differentiate between quote unquote real and non-real. Right. Your mind makes it real. So, for instance, when you're having a nightmare, right? Yeah, you wake up and... <laughs> yeah, you're sweating and it's like, you're in bed. <laughs> yeah. Why are you sweating? And you're still trying to convince yourself it was just a dream. Yes, yes. And you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're like, was that a dream? Like, oh my goodness, <laughs> like it felt so real. Did it happen and I just blacked out and now I'm like... Right? Like, what is happening? But, you know, and, and I've had some pretty weird dreams of my own, but but yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the future or your imagination, you have to be very, very careful about that. Because it, it is a very powerful, powerful thing. And then, and if you're not careful, it can run away with you. Yeah. And if it runs away with you, it's hard to bring that back to reality. Because reality, and you've gotten on to me before because I like to watch rom-coms. I like to watch <laughs> those movies. And, and I did have an idea of what I thought love was going to be. And I still think that there's a certain, I'm still idealistic to a certain point about love and how love can be. I'm not saying I, I've been married, so I know what it's like day to day. That's not to say that you can't have special occasions and do these wonderful, glorious things that what Sal does. I'm just not going to do that every week. <laughs> we're going to go out. We're going to have fun. But I don't know that it would be hard to try to. I think if you do that too much, A, I think what happens is they would get, uh, they would take you for granted. Mm. And then B, you would have a hard time trying to top yourself week right. after week exactly. after week after week, right? Where can Sal go from here after right. writing her a song? Yeah. I mean- <laughs> and sometimes, honestly, sometimes I think, and I, I could be wrong because you're a woman, you tell me. I think sometimes women just appreciate just hanging out. So it doesn't have to be this grand gesture of romance. It could be like, hey, I picked us out a movie. It's your favorite movie. I got some popcorn ready. Like, let's just Some hang out people, and watch I mean, it. it depends on how high maintenance you are or, you know, if you have way higher expectations. But I think maybe for the majority of women, yeah, I mean, just something as sweet as that. Like him, well, I guess not anymore, but back in the day, you'd go to Blockbuster and you pick up a movie that you think <laughs> she would like. Not yeah. like a, not like a yeah. Die Hard, but like something Absolutely. she would like. Yeah, it would Especially be if you know her, right? You right. know what her favorite movie is or you know what she likes. Like doing something like that. Again, it doesn't have to be a grand gesture, but just right. something to let her know you care. Yeah. And I think sometimes that goes a long way too. The big grand gestures are great too. But so um, so anyways, they go to the altar, same thing. They do the little speech, blah, blah, blah. And so they ask Sal... You know, do you take this woman to be your wife? And I don't know why they alternate like that, but... Because I think it tries to keep us guessing. I like, guess so. who's going to say 
Yes. But because but, in the other one, you know, obviously they asked Natalie first and then they asked Div T first. And then in this one, they're asking Sal first. I don't know for sure, but I feel like the producers, they make that person tell them what they're going to say. <laughs> they have to because you know what I mean? I don't know. I think they flip a coin. And they say, okay, you're going to go. I'm going to try to research it. But yeah, I, I, so. I think that a lot of them, or not a lot of them, it seemed like some of them had said, well, I was going to decide as soon as I got up there. Yeah. I don't buy that. Yeah. I think they are. There's no way. I think Sal said that and maybe even Natalie. Yeah. I'm not sure. But it's like, no, you know what you're going to say. They had two speeches ready. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. One speech or if I do, one speech. I don't know. I mean, it is. And at first I felt a certain kind of way. It's like, okay, you've gone through all this. Everybody showed up and all, now you're at the same time. I kind of feel like, you know what, if this is your last opportunity, if you are not ready to go forward in this marriage, this is the last, right? Yeah. And I say that because a lot of times people get married and then they're like, I never should have got married. It's like, well, it's too late for that. <laughs> like you're in it, right? Yeah. You've already made that commitment. Now, you know, depending on your circumstances, and I'm not saying that, you know, that divorce isn't sometimes necessary. I'm just saying like, okay, you, you need to at least give it your best shot because you've made this commitment. Right. And you've had plenty of opportunities to back out, not least of which, when the uh, <laughs> when the reverend or whomever is asking you to, to, to whether or not you take this person. But so anyways, <laughs> Sal goes in there and he says that he cannot. Mm. Um, then he starts crying. And all teary and stuff. <laughs> and and honestly, this one, I felt it was genuine because Mallory wipes his tears away. And she just got rejected, right? And there's no other way to put it, right? She, she's, she's just been left at the altar and she's wiping around this dude's tears. So now with that, I started thinking about, and again, the editing part, how he chased her so much, mm. even from the get-go. He was just chasing her. And then when they met, she was like, I don't feel that attraction to him and this, that, and the other. And then he would do all these just grand gestures of romance and and sing for her and, and do all these things. And he chased her so much. And then at the last minute was like, I can't. Yeah. I'm trying to think because, I mean, the night before at the bachelor party, he seemed in good spirits. Maybe he already knew and was just doing like a typical thing where you're trying to hide, you know, that you're whatever. But like. So you don't think he was conflicted? I wonder if something happened like right up to the end. You met like, a waitress? <laughs> <laughs> Mallory who? I don't know. I'm he kidding, sang to I'm the waitress. Or, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird because you're right. I don't know why. It threw me off. Yeah. Now, I did not expect that. And again, you know, my my theory was, uh, and this is still kind of my theory, right? Throughout the, the way that the show was presented, the men had to do quite a bit yeah. to win over um, the women. Yeah. Not least of which constantly reassuring them. And he was doing that too, right? Because there was a couple of times when, you know, she didn't like his ex-girlfriend showing up and she's like, if anything like this happens again, I'm out. And she really made him work for it. Yeah. She had the inappropriate conversation with Jared in Mexico. Yeah. She was just, I don't know. And then, you know, in the end, you know, he's the one that that gets out and I'm sure he has his reasons and not least of which some of the ones that we already kind of pointed out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And maybe that was it. But what was funny is in that, you know, they, they went away, they did their talk and they came back and he's sitting there in the, um, 
uh, where they had the reception, where the, the wedding, and she comes up and starts talking to him. Mm. And it was weird because she basically asked him, do you want to keep going? <laughs> but I think in all She fairness, got left on the altar and still wants to keep pursuing this man. I just thought, okay, sure. I, but I think he had said something right before that to kind of allude to the fact of, I think it was something like, maybe we can try to continue this. And I think she was clarifying, continue a friendship or do you want to date? That's what he was asking. Yeah. Right. But I think he knew that he doesn't want to continue on. I think he said that to be nice. It's the same thing when you go on a date and you, and you, at the end of the night, like, I'll call you tomorrow. And then you never call. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. What? (laughs) I lost your number. I don't, I don't know. It happens. What are you going to do? Yeah. When you do that with people that you meet on vacation. Like, you yeah, call me up, man. We're doing sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You, you don't mean it. But you do that with casual people. You don't do that with people. But it was interesting because at that point, she had already fell for him. Yeah. He worked really hard to get her. I think, and it's always dangerous whenever you do that because if it's not reciprocated, mm. don't be amazed. Like, yes, you are the prize. And yes, we're supposed to do and bend over backwards. But now we've done all this and you're not really appreciating it or whatever you can feel some kind of way about it, resentful and be like, I'm doing all this and like, shouldn't I get some of it back? You know what I mean? Like I want to be treated to a nice dinner from time to time too. You don't have to sing to me. I didn't see her do one thing throughout the entire (laughs) season. They all live together. So now they have to go back, right? And like go their separate ways. I didn't even, you know, think about that, but... I guess that's an awkward thing. You she just, probably had her sister who was already pissed off go get her things. Maybe so, maybe so. But uh, but nevertheless, and, and uh, um, so the next one after that is uh, Jarrett and Ayana. Mm. Uh, and I knew they're, you know, I was like, you know, this is just me. I was like, it, they have to leave on a good ending. Yeah. <laughs> they can't just leave it on that. Yeah. So, of course, they have a really, really wonderful wedding. Everybody shows up. Uh, his father is uh, presiding over the, mm-hmm. the ceremony and everything, and they they both say, I do. They seem genuinely love. They start dancing. They jump the broom together, mm-hmm. which is symbolic. Uh, I don't know where that came from, but I've always heard jump the broom. and I, I'm I think it's from like slavery time. It has something to do with that. Yeah, but I'm wondering why a broom. I just don't know. Because I know why, why witches and brooms are... Are considered together because I just the a broom. I just can't figure out why the broom. But maybe there's. Um, I'll find out. I'll Google it yeah. and see if I find out why why the broom. But it's symbolic, and yeah. you know, like in the Jewish tradition, they do the whole glass and they right. they crush and they it and put them on the chair and then yeah, they, yeah. But the muzzle top thing, yeah. and, you know, like again, I don't know enough about it, so I'm very naive about that. But it, it seems pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Like I, I like when there's traditions that I'm not aware of, and I I'm always curious, like where did that come from. Because yeah. I'm sure it has origins and right. and it's part of their culture, but I'm just curious to know exactly. And that one, I think, is an American tradition. So, mm. you know, I always like American traditions because <laughs> it's American. You know, I'm a patriot. I love it. Um, but, yeah, they got married and, uh, and uh, yeah, that's how they left the show. Yeah. So. So they were all happy. And so um, I'm trying to remember last season, I think there was two couples as well that got married. So maybe it's... It's been such a long time. I don't even remember. Two for two. Yeah. I don't remember last season. Believe it or not, I need to rewatch it. And so (laughs) I feel bad. I feel really, really bad. But, you know, but yeah, so some worked, some didn't. Um, I believe they had a reunion and 
we'll be talking about that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, really good conversation, you know, again, just to, to, to plug our show again, it's here's the thing. Um, 214 at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, reach out. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Give us feedback, subscribe, tell a friend. Yes. Anything you do to help a brother and sister out. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love the feedback and, you know, we want to get better. But yeah, it was a good conversation. Yeah, this has been a, a fun roller coaster ride <laughs> that we've been on and I'm excited for the reunion. And yeah, so we'll stay see. tuned for that. We'll see how it goes. All right. Until next time. Bye. All right. Bye.